Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, an $11.6 billion yes and $11.7 billion delay. Drop the A1C with GLP and a billion bio bucks. The views expressed on Life Science Today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Pfizer has announced the $11.6 billion acquisition of Biohaven at $148.50 a share. The move brings Biohaven's commercial stage acute and episodic migraine medication sold as Nurtec ODT in the U.S. and Vidura in Europe into Pfizer's internal medicine portfolio. In addition to expanding U.S. and international sales of existing products, Pfizer will move forward with Biohaven's late-stage additional migraine medication, Vazinchpent, which is delivered as a nasal spray, as well as five preclinical CGRP assets. Now, this isn't strictly a fully integrated acquisition. A new Biohaven, sans the previously listed key assets, will be restarted with $275 million in cash rights to tiered royalties, and the ability to continue to pursue other avenues in their pipeline. So it's sort of both the sale of a company and the restarting of a mid-stage clinical biotech in one fell swoop. This is the second acquisition in the last month and is unlikely to be the last move Pfizer makes this year as they funnel COVID profits into new ventures. Back in December, in episode 81, we highlighted the announced acquisition of V4 Pharma by CSL for $11.7 billion right after V4 had made their own double acquisition. Now, the conglomerate is facing antitrust delays. The resistance may underscore increased scrutiny by regulators more than concerns about the specific transaction. The Australian-based CSL is waiting on feedback from the U.S., EU, and Switzerland boards and commissions and anticipates a delay in their previously anticipated June closing date as a result. There are not a lot of indicators suggesting concerted resistance to the deal. Instead, it may be regulators showing pharma they'll have to be cautious in consolidation. There is certainly pushback against total market control in certain segments and how that can impact drug pricing. For example, in March last year, the FTC launched a working group to, quote, update their approach to analyzing the effects of pharmaceutical mergers. FTC chair Rebecca Kelly Slaughter further stated, and I quote, working hand in hand with international and domestic enforcement partners, we intend to take an aggressive approach to tackling anti-competitive pharmaceutical mergers. With statements like this and delayed actions on the CSL v4 merger, other companies could also face resistance. As Pfizer acquires both an approved and soon-to-be-approved migraine medication, perhaps the FTC will provide their own headache. Eli Lilly has earned FDA approval for their GLP and GLP-1 receptor agonist to treat type 2 diabetes. The therapy will be sold as Manjaro and will likely be a big seller. We covered this pending approval just a couple of weeks ago and the impacts it could have on Novo Nordisk's GLP agonist Wagovi. The key here is that Lilly is getting approval to directly treat diabetes through changes in A1C, and the typical weight loss impacts are an additional benefit that seem likely to improve affinity for the medication. 
The combination of 30 million Americans with type 2 diabetes, approved doses of 5, 10, or 15 milligrams, and the packaging in an easy-to-use at-home injector positions it as a likely bestseller. But with some concerns of cancer formation in rats, it will certainly be a medication worth watching for long-run impact. Lilly shares were up 5% even in the generally bearish market, though the real change will likely come based on Q3-4 uptake as Manjaro hits the markets. Bristol-Myers Squibb and BridgeBio announced a $1 billion BioBucks deal to develop and commercialize BBP-398, a SHIP-2 inhibitor targeting difficult oncologies. The deal sees BMS-approved therapy Opdivo co-developed for further use in combination with BioBridge's novel therapy with an initial target of solid tumors with a crass mutation. The deal brings in a mild $90 million for BioBridge, with the promise of more to come with regulatory, development, and milestone payments. That's not the only move BridgeBio is making to try and get back in some semblance of financial security. They've also sold off their priority review voucher obtained in 2021 for $110 million and punted the repayment of senior notes two years. They also laid off staff last month. Obviously, this somewhat dilutes their value as assets go into fairly affordable biobucks deals, people say goodbye, debts are punted, and opportunities for priority review are sold. But considering they burned through $154 million in the first quarter of 2022, with just north of $633 million in the bank and no rescuing approvals on the immediate horizon, it was time to take more serious measures. If they're able, they will likely generate a series of partnerships around several other assets that will further dilute their operational costs. Obviously, this is suboptimal, but even commercial stage mature biotechs have to restructure, and Bridge Bio is lucky or strategic enough to have wiggle room to keep things going. All of this is probably good news for pharmas looking for cheaper deals. I guess we'll see a fair number of biotechs looking for biobucks developmental partnerships to carry them through as capital markets continue to cinch on cash for series B, C, D, and going public right now is not for the faint of heart. In the case of Bridge Bio, they haven't sold the farm, but they're certainly segmenting off some extra parcels to stabilize till more data emerge. This was episode 100 of Life Science Today. To those of you still listening and to the thousands who download and support the show, thanks. It's a real privilege to be here every week. If you think of it, you know, give us a five-star review on your favorite podcaster and share the show with a friend. I do this for free or actually like out of my own pocket. And it's, it's truly as a service to the rest of the life science industry. So you being here listening is, is what I'm all about. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more at lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week.